0: Michelle Live Podcast. My, my, my,
1: my Michelle Live.
0: Hey, Adam Rizzieri, Michelle Mendoza, we are looking at the week that you just lived through we're reviewing it. It's a weekend review and an outlook for 2023. What can we expect? Look back at the week. look forward at the year and I look forward to taking it on with my buddy Adam. Hey.
1: Hey, hey, happy January 6th, Michelle. Happy
0: January 6th. 6th. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's a yeah. great uh, day that will live in infamy. Yeah. I, I heard
1: from Kamala Harris, it's like as bad as the attack
0: on Pearl Harbor. Right? Oh, it oh,
1: must have been like the World Trade Center situation. But no, nothing, nothing even comparable to that.
0: Yeah, and that... Uh, Michelle, I, oh, I, it's
1: just crazy. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, the, those statements, while you don't want to minimize any of the chaos or craziness... Those statements are like an ad Hitlerism, which means that when people are arguing and quipping – and then the insults come. It ends with "I'm going to call you a racist" or "You're a Nazi" or yeah. "You're like Hitler." Well, we or if we you're go a toddler, to the toddler's like are well, stupid." And then <laughs> and, and what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about if there should be off-leash areas for dogs. Just as, it's nuts. It's nuts. Well, it really is. It's, it's literally
1: it, arguing like a toddler, Michelle. It's, it's it's you're disagreeing over you know whose jo- juice box it is, and then you're just like <laughs> stupid. It's like, what is? What do you? Maybe you're a am, Nazi. You're a racist. Box. <laughs> but Michelle, it's so messed up because we're sitting here and the J six unselect committee finally has been disbanded. For that, what a waste of millions of dollars! And we've had we had we have dozens of people that have been held in a DC jail for a couple of years now without due process. Without
0: and, due you know, process, that's a problem. Look, I yeah, honestly yeah. have never had a problem with the investigations or the january 6th committee fine as long as we have balance as long as we're going to investigate this we're going to investigate that i don't want to shut things down but that's a lot of what's been happening in our government now the u.s Capitol is finally open to visitors for the first time in almost three years after this incident and we're still at the point where we don't know if we're going to get the whole story or if we're going to hear The whole story. Did you know that the Supreme Court is going to vote on whether they're going to hear information or a case on the 2020 election against Biden, Harris, Pence, and other senators and congressmen? This is where they're going to say, where they're wanting to look into If they jumped the gun with the election, causing Mm. some of the issues surrounding January 6th. In other words, we uh, there were many senators and many reports that there were some wonky things going on with the election. They chose not to look into it, to turn the other way, and then just to crown Biden King Eternal there. (laughs) If they would have at least looked into it, whether they believed it, whether it was legitimate or not, looking into it says, we're doing due process. We're trying to be fair. Now, the Supreme Court is going to vote on hearing some of these arguments, and I think they only need four of the judges to agree.
1: That sounds right. And Michelle, I think it's really sad because I think we've just seen how the oath of office has been just trampled over by a lot of those who we have elected to represent us. And when you expect these people to pursue allegations or inklings of fraud, specifically as it relates to the election or any election, and they just politicize valid concerns going so far as to gaslight those who are coming forward as whistleblowers, people that are coming forward from positions of authority, ignoring signed sworn affidavits and video evidence that's going to really anger the public. And I think that's where we are today, seeing a House of Representatives now that is making history by debating in public who the next Speaker of the House should be because we are seeing, as Americans, the public, it's very clear that we are seeing a broken system in D.C., a system that controls power from the top down. And, Michelle, you and I were describing D.C., right? It's it's like a China shop, right? That's how it operates. And right now you have 21 been elect who are like bulls in the china shop trying to literally dismantle and destroy a system that has been broken for a while and because of the fact that it has been broken for a while it's our duty as americans to have open debates and to discuss the things that are broken and come to to come forward with solutions that might solve some of these issues and i think that you're you're hearing people in the establishment trying to demonize those in congress right now who are truly trying to come up with great solutions to fix our process. We're $31 trillion in debt for a reason. And the reason is because of a lot of the special interest and the pork that goes into our bills. We just signed a 4,000 page bill, adding a 1.7 trillion more new debt to our books without even reading it. Like we we literally sign legislation and we know that our lawmakers are not even reading the words on those pages (laughs) and that's a shame. So
0: I'm laughing, but you know what? It's crazy. And okay, uh, here's something I want to bring into this conversation, Adam. Kevin McCarthy's speakership bid has failed for the 11th time. They're going to be voting on it just about right now as we're going live. Now, After his latest concessions failed to win over some of those Republican hardliners, the chamber has been deadlocked for three days. They can't move. They can't do any other business. So in other words, I'm not I don't have a problem with this. You know why? Because these lawmakers are freaking bulls in that china shop you were talking love about it. it's fine <laughs> i don't think it's a problem with them not doing anything because they don't know what they're doing they are horrendously corrupt i'm going to talk about that in a moment because the there is a new plan to uh, take care of some of the ugliness that's gone on with the weaponizing of the federal government i'll even show right. this news story they're are a lot of issues with greasing the palm and insider trading. There's so much that goes on. And the laws that they pass, like the ominous bill. Ominous. They just pass it and throw all kinds of pork in and nobody knows for sure what's in it. And then we have to sort it out later. Look, bulls in a china shop with this crazy chaos going on in Well, Uh, looking for a speaker, I'm okay with things just taking a breather for a while. What are your thoughts?
1: You're right on, because as long as we are taking a breather to actually discuss things and talk things out, we're not spending more unnecessary (laughs) unnecessary money to add more weight to the backs of every American family. Inflation is here for a reason. Our debt is literally one of our biggest national security issues to deal Mm -hmm. with. Can you imagine? We are literally bankrupting ourselves as a nation, and we are supposed to be one of the wealthiest nations in the world, right? And so here we are just acting so irresponsibly and, frankly, vilifying congressmen who are now asking for really, I think, common sense things. But the reason why we're not coming to a deal with McCarthy yet, and by the way, this is just a guy who feels like he's entitled to that role because he's been in the swamp for so long. He's, I've been there for 10 years. I should be the Speaker of the House. You know what? George Washington didn't want to be the first American president he was called to that position he didn't want to be president he was called to it because he was the best guy for the job you're on fire
0: today dude
1: (laughs) thank you I'm just saying sometimes the reluctant leaders are the right leaders the reluctant leaders are the best leaders because the humble leaders the humble leaders, that's it. They don't do it out of self-interest. They do it because they're called to it. And sometimes—
0: uh, that, Let right? me be Bible girl for a minute. Do no. nothing out of selfish ambition, the Bible tells us. Ooh. Amen.
1: Amen. And you know what? Here's what they're asking for, right? These 21 holdouts are asking for—they want to see less government spending. Terrible, terrible. They want to see less government spending. Oh, that can't do that. They want to see more restrictions in place from members earmarked spending on unrelated bills for their own projects. When you see, when you hear headlines about us sending millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars towards gender programs in Pakistan, you have to ask yourself why. When you see yourself like, why are we spending millions and billions of dollars to secure the borders of other countries? Why not? Why not take care of our own border first, right? This is the kind or at of stuff least that in we're talking but at, at least in addition, like can we if we're gonna buy toys for the others, can't we buy some toys for ourselves too? Like I'd rather see us spend that money on space right now and just cool stuff and not just wasteful stuff. <laughs> but there's a structure in, in in the house that's very broken, and it's because the speaker has so much power. The speaker has the ability to stop any good idea from going forward to be considered on the floor for a vote. So the these 21 people want to see less power for the speaker, and they want to see that power more evenly distributed down around the committees. And so that you know, at least they have more of an opportunity to get good ideas through. But that's because not right how it's now, being spun. Totally stops it. Exactly right.
0: How it's being spun is: oh, they don't want they don't want protections in place. They don't want they want to be able to make decisions that that are out of control, and they don't want those protections there. And so you're not really getting the whole story. Right. And that well, is why you listen to us. Oh, well, and here frankly, for you, Michelle, my dear, we're here. We for are, you
1: we are here for you and you know what whether you're a democrat or a republican you don't want the speaker to have all of that power because let's just imagine that the speaker of the house is she was nancy pelosi right she comes from a very elitist sort of background in a very a very nice bubble of san francisco but there's no way that she could understand the needs of a constituency that might be in a more rural population or just a different population for that matter. And if the Speaker of the House in that case thinks that a bill that might help a specific group of people is ridiculous, it's not going to even be considered. So I think you need to distribute the power and at least give the people in Congress a chance to represent their people in a way that's more authentic, because when the Speaker controls it all, that Speaker is strongly influenced by the special interests. Michelle, I was so disappointed to hear it's been Dan Crenshaw from Houston. He's a patriot. The guy, former Navy SEAL, lost his eye in combat. He's the so disappointed in what I've heard from him recently and over the last couple of years, but specific to ridiculing these 21 holdouts, acting like they're doing this out of self-interest. Now, there might be some personality conflicts there between people like Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, and Kevin McCarthy. And I sincerely hope that personality conflicts don't stop us from making progress and actually working closer towards a deal. Um, I, I really believe that if we follow kind of Chip Roy's approach, not making any of this personal, but sticking down to the basics, taking a principled approach towards, I think, negotiating something that works for everybody. But there are some things that we should not compromise on. And I definitely think that those things relate to government spending and then also better distribution of power.
0: There you are. Where we stand right now, they will be making a vote even as we are live and going to air right now. So if there's breaking news, we'll let you know. However, where are we now?
1: Waiting for the vote. What is it? It's been 11 failed votes so far. (laughs) I think we're just waiting. They they
0: had a few people that (laughs) some interesting folks that have been nominated. Let's (laughs) talk about that.
1: Yeah, so that's where you start to ask yourself, like, how serious are we about some of these? There was, a, at one point, Matt Gates stood up and nominated Donald J. Trump to Speaker of the House. Donald Trump's already announced that he's running for president. What are you going to do? You're going to be Speaker for a couple years, and then one of those years oh you're spending gosh. the entire time campaigning? Or, like, both of those years? Please, no. It's just, like, such an unserious nomination. Come on, Matt. Like, you, you know better. And Matt is a firebrand, right? So a lot of what he does, he's he's... He'll come from a principled approach, but then he'll just light it like light things on fire just to be incendiary in some cases. But there were some really, I think good names too. Jim Jordan was the name that was more of he's still holding on like to the Washington the George Washington thing, right? Like he's been nominated. He doesn't want the role. He doesn't want to be speaker. And you know what? I think he'll do a great job leading the Judiciary Committee. And I think that's really where he wants to be. So he's a guy that, that yeah, he could do a good job as speaker. But he just really doesn't want the role. We've heard Andy Biggs hasn't really been able to garner the support that I think Kevin McCarthy was able to obviously get from the start. But Andy Biggs seemed like one of the most potential other speaker options. But the one that really excited me, I think, was Byron Donalds, because he's a newer guy. He's a a great congressman. He's done some really great things so far. Um, But But Michelle, I was. Unfortunately, he's a
0: racist, he's a white supremacist.
1: Apparently, the this black congressman is a white supremacist. <laughs> he <laughs> hates himself. It's a self-loathing kind <laughs> of a thing. <laughs> but it, it was really disappointing, though, but not shocking to see to see Representative Cori Bush come out and basically say that Byron. She, she said in a tweet, she said Byron Donald is not a historic candidate for speaker. He is a prop. Despite being black, he supports a policy agenda intent on upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. His name being in the mix is not progress. It's pathetic. And I actually had a response to that on Twitter. And I basically said, "Corey Bush, you're jealous of Byron Donalds because he was nominated. And by the way, like she's exposing her own racism by ridiculing him and making this about skin color. Yeah, Uh, The fact is Byron Donalds happens to be one of our best members of Congress. Guess what? Skin color doesn't help him or harm him from being among the best. He's just among the best. When you see people try to bring identity politics into this it gets us away from merit and it makes it harder for us to celebrate the things that make these people good or bad and so it's 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 not not surprising i'm just
0: saying just getting old
1: it's Um, getting old michelle and that's why by the way flashback to the blm riots do you remember when the aunt jemima uh, pancakes or pancake batter brand changed to pearl milling company
0: yeah yeah
1: what, wasn't a good a good move. Go go broke. They're starting to reintroduce the brand of Aunt Jemima
0: because, first of all, it Aunt was Jemima. based on a real woman. Celebrate that even in the midst of the ugliness and the height of racism and bigotry, there were black companies, black owned companies. There were people who did extraordinary things, made a lot of money, and created some incredible brands that endured until wokeism shut them down. What does that really say about the effectiveness of being woke where racial issues are concerned? So these companies endured and their brand endured and their image endured until the Karens came along and, (laughs) and shut them down.
1: That's exactly right. Karens came along and then these brands fell victim to this social contagion. But it's not aging so well, as it tends to not, right? As it tends to not. And so now you're seeing them reintroduce the things that made sense to the market, the things that people appreciated the brand of Aunt Jemima. And frankly, if Aunt Jemima was around right now, I would invite her to my dinner table, I think she was fantastic. I love that pancake recipe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at some outlook for 2023. We have had what 70,000 people crossing the border just oh on gosh. a on a weekly basis. This is ideal meal inane it's just inane and there are no protections in place we pretend like this is such a wonderful thing and there's no illegal people look bring people in that's great let's welcome other cultures it enriches us however your open border policy puts children and women in particular at risk human trafficking as exploded the drugs that come in have exploded and it's affecting your children it's making its way to the playgrounds of america and all of those undocumented people guess what they're not documented and so if they disappear and are forced to have their bodies used even children at the age of three sexually assaulted day after Mm, day terrible That is because you've allowed it because they are undocumented and they are unprotected. That's what I want to say about that. But 2023, do we maybe see something a little different? President Biden says he plans to visit the southern border for the very first time.
1: By the way, you know what Mexico is doing to prepare for his visit? Because he's going to Mexico after the border. They're actually, the Mexican army is now in a gunfight with the Sinaloa cartel. Literally, like, like around the border right now, the, ar- the Mexican army is trying to clear the way and make it look like everything's under control and all good. And I literally just saw a video of them. It was a shootout at the airport. They better prepare. But, Michelle, Biden going to the border, like, OK, so already we've seen in his time as president, five million people cross, almost two and a half million this year alone. And he's going to come to the border and do nothing. And then he's going to go to Mexico and do nothing And he's not there for vacation. I know he was just in St. Croix for vacation over Christmas. But what is he really doing here? Is he there for the photo op? Because after the Uvalde shooting, Biden went to Uvalde and met with people and promised them all this stuff. And the town has seen nothing from the White House.
0: I'm at least glad he's going down there. And then I said the same thing when Kamala Harris had gone down but still, she just well, said, "Hey, we're doing a great job." Is essentially well, you know, what was going Michelle, on
1: now. It's all about the op- optics, Michelle. Right? So if he goes to the El Paso airport, they're going to clear out all those people who are sleeping on the floor at the airport before he gets <laughs> there, before the cameras show up. It's like it's all about the optics.
0: It is, and Biden actually praised Harris, the czar, the border czar. He gave this speech, which was gaff laden dishonest and off base 2.4 million arrests in 2022 alone 5 million crossings since his inauguration. Let's just be honest and we're doing a great job and we're going to do more. He says that his plan is late because Republicans haven't been serious about this at all. And in the midst of that, (laughs) even as he said that Texas is suing the Biden administration over public charge on immigration rule changes and how they're not how they're not upholding their end and they texas has been suing again and again and again suing and winning by the way so because
1: it's not even about it's not even about us like here in texas saying hey federal government come help us they're literally stopping us from helping ourselves we've sent texas state troopers to the border in arizona you have people building container walls around the border to try to create their own barriers of protection, and the federal government is literally stopping the state governments from doing what they have to do to protect their people. And now you have towns of 50,000 and 60,000, small towns that are being overrun by millions of people. Can you imagine looking out your backdoor window and just seeing hundreds of people walking through your backyard on a daily basis, like trampling over your flowers, running through your kid's play set. And then, oh, by the way, like they're bringing fentanyl with them as well. And you're a kid at a park in San Francisco next to Pelosi's house and you overdose on fentanyl because you're just randomly exposed to it. That's where this stuff is coming from. It's a terrible thing. Just, you know what, Biden, if you're going to if you're not going to help. Us solve the problem, just get out of our way and let us fix it for ourselves. He's not even doing that
0: no, and some of what's happening is really causing more of the problem the misinformation the let's pretend that <laughs> that don't AJP. don't don't look over here, nothing to see over here don't look at the man behind the curtain
1: gary Jean pierre
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think this this was a good, interesting story where some people are asking the hard questions, how dare they, where Ducey had asked about the border. But, uh, (laughs) right? Misinformation helps smugglers. You know what helps smugglers?
1: Open borders. We need the soundbite from Greta Thunberg saying, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) We need the how dare you (laughs) soundbite. How dare you? Next to denied. <laughs> other stories
0: going on that, that have to do with 2023. The FDA rejects positions related to abortion pills. In other words, we're going to have more abortion pills in your neighborhood Walgreens. Just go in. And what do these things do? They to the deny <laughs> nutrition to, to the baby in the womb and then in in the first pill and then the follow up pill puts you into labor so that you can deliver your dead child Ugh. that's really what's going on look it's really hard to have a conversation on when life begins when we are at a point where science is obvious and right. how funny it is that what was it maybe less than 10 years ago we had the march for science and we wanted to come against science deniers now that's right, right. that's ominously quiet look we know it's a life. And whether you adhere to or care if it's a life or not, that may be another issue. But if we're a society that doesn't appreciate or celebrate life, it's, it, it does something to our soul. And I think we have to tread carefully. I understand we that do. women make, and I think it's important to say here because it can be so hurtful for women who have had abortions, who have found themselves in impossible situations, that, yeah, it is a bad thing. But you know what? There really is forgiveness, and there is life after. And there is the opportunity for those of us women out there who have made that hard choice To be able to go to the world and say, you know what? A permanent solution to a temporary problem isn't going to solve your problem. And it's going to do something to your heart, to your soul, to your psyche, and to the heart, soul, and psyche of our nation. Let's make better choices. Let's have better alternatives. Uh, Let's minimize this infanticide that we've been involved in we Truly. can turn the corner it's much like it really is a lot like adam the issue of slavery there were people it was like this is the right thing to do it's good for our economy maybe it's a personal choice you don't want to have slaves don't have them but somewhere along the lines even people who own slaves had to say you know what we need to be better we need to make right.
1: better choices George Washington did that himself. And I think about the That's abortion topic. That's a story.
0: Yeah. That's a great story. We're like all about George Washington today, right? We, I mean, really, are. we really are. The president stays know. around the corner. His story <laughs> with sure. slaves, it was legal to own slaves. Not only that, you there were prote- things in place that didn't allow you, if you were anti-slavery there were th- certain and you had slaves there were certain things you couldn't do but right. he was not only really good to the people that were his slaves but he gave them money and protections and property and made sure that they were freed so that they wouldn't be picked up by somebody else. He made sure right. that they were freed by his death. He worked hard to change not only slavery, but the mindset of slavery. So saying oh, that yeah. someone was a slave owner is like saying well, you've had an abortion. So it's, sticky time that, that both of these times were in, right. but there are people who are working to change egregious things. So enough said about That's that. Right. But well,
1: A majority of our founding fathers were very against slavery, and they actually resented the British for kind of bringing that over to the States. But obviously, history was written differently because we needed unanimous consent. And Thomas Jefferson in particular, like I, I saw the rewrites of what he wrote in the Declaration of Independence and the rewrites. Everybody was free in the first edit. That was pretty cool to, to see. But Michelle, really quickly, just going back to the abortion topic, a family friend of mine, just right after Thanksgiving, gave birth to a baby at 20 weeks. Wow. 20 weeks is when the baby was born basically just, I think just at or under one pound. And just a daughter named Abilene. And the baby is alive. The baby has already had two surgeries because her intestines weren't fully developed. One surgery just to close up the intestine. And now she's taking milk from the mom. And she is growing under the care of doctors, but she is growing as a little baby human. And when you think about these conversations of abortion, life obviously, I believe it begins at conception, but the idea of late term abortions, it is a terrible thing to, to <clears throat> reckon with because 20 weeks is like, that's like pretty early in the pregnancy. I just right? I can't imagine having a baby at 20 weeks. But the fact is, we have evolved to a place medically where we can protect and support a human life a very early stage you know you mentioned abortions
0: it's not just late-term abortions this is what happens when your psyche when your conscience the bible says is seared we're not happy with late-term abortions there are places in new york other places that not only have laws in place but are seeking laws to have abortion extend after birth so yes and so then it's like well until the kid can is self-aware and i don't think the child's self-aware and he's three it doesn't really in that's what happens when you have a seared conscience something right. else that's happening in america gun sales in 2023 on the uh, they are projected <laughs> to just explode they've reached a record number of 16.4 million in 2022 and that is historic territory my that friend. really
1: is it's typically you see you actually see huge spikes in gun sales and ammunition and hunting supplies and prepper supplies in general. No joke, when there's a Democrat in office, when you see rhetoric that's very anti-gun, people start to stock up, right? People start to prepare. And it's the not about-
0: just those right wing radical extremist people. We're talking uh, across The board, I wanted to ask you about this though. This is a news story this week. California law is allowing, now allowing private residents to sue gun makers. And I wanted to get your take on this because I find it really disturbing when you, if there is a, if there's a product and it is not functioning as it should, I think that you should have every right. To sue them. I bought a smoke alarm. It didn't go off. My house burnt down. I'm suing. Get (laughs) I have a gun it's exploded on me i'm suing but to sue because someone used it nefariously it's absurd that is really absurd and really
1: dangerous precedent michelle because if you just imagine okay there was a car collision and the driver was in a toyota i'm gonna go sue toyota because this driver decided to to drive after drinking and killed three people you know it's a terrible terrible precedent that I think has to be changed because you cannot hold a gun maker responsible for someone's decision, whether it was a good decision or a bad decision that was on that individual, right? The gun, the gun is an inanimate object. It has no intelligence. It has no ability to think and to make decisions. Like you said, if it meant if it malfunction malfunctions and it harms the user because it didn't operate as intended, then yeah, I think the manufacturer has some things to answer for, but you can't, uh, Michelle, this is just so crazy to me that this is what we're talking about when we're not even, what about the drug manufacturers? Like Pfizer, like they, they create vaccines that could potentially kill millions of people and they cannot be held responsible for the effects of something that you inject into your body. But we're going to go after a gun manufacturer because some crazy guy decided to shoot somebody.
0: Yeah, it, this is where we're at That's in stupid. America. And what do you think the effect will be? <clears throat>
1: This will have to be something that's challenged in court, right? Because it's it doesn't st- it strikes me as really stupid and potentially potentially unconstitutional. I'm not a lawyer, obviously, but I don't believe that this kind of thing can be allowed to continue. The gun manufacturers will have to file a lawsuit to get rid of this. I, I know that similar similar suits have been pursued in the past, and I believe that they were actually ruled against the favor of the gun manufacturers. I don't remember the legal argument in question there, but it wasn't very well argued. Obviously, because I think anybody with the common sense on their shoulders could say that it's ridiculous to hold a car maker responsible for a drunk driver killing somebody, just as it's ridiculous to hold a gun maker responsible for um, a crazy guy shooting somebody. By the way, can you imagine like a police officer shooting a criminal who's trying to shoot up a school, and then the criminal's family sues the police officer and the gun maker because? <laughs> The officer happened to be carrying a Ruger or a Smith and Wesson. They killed <laughs> my loved one, even though he was trying to rob somebody or steal the life of someone. But it's, it opens exactly. it's, it's like the story of the criminal falling through a skylight in someone's kitchen, right? They're breaking into somebody's house, they fall through the skylight, they cut themselves on a kitchen knife, and then sue the homeowner. It's just that stupid to me.
0: Thank you. Thank you for thank you for walking us through that because this is what we need to do. You need to think of your worldview. And take it to the logical end or illogical end. How is that going to work for you? You got to think this through worldviews matter. Another prediction or another projection for 2023 is energy. Your energy bills are going to soar. They will be off the charts. It's already there though.
1: Michelle, I've paid. Okay. Personal story. I paid my energy bill in July was $755, which my normal energy bill at my house before Biden took office was like 150 bucks, 200 bucks in the summertime. So from a couple hundred bucks to 755, that was 2022. What? 2023 is going to be worse. Oh my goodness.
0: Here's some of the reasons. And this one is really interesting. You're seeing, if you're watching the video, the news story, the Biden administration had to publish a report. It was a report on the impact of the Keystone XL pipeline, and it was a glowing report for the pipeline. They had to publish this sessionally mandated report, and it highlighted the positive economic benefits of the Keystone pipeline that it would have had if Biden didn't revoke its federal permits. The reports, which the Department of Energy completed just last month, had no public announcement. Nobody reported on it. No presses, hardly any presses covering it. But it says that the pro- project would have created almost sixty thousand jobs and would have had a positive economic impact of up to almost 10 billion with a B dollars. What? And guess what? It does affect you because some of that is going to affect those energy bills that we were talking about expected to soar in 2023. That along with the ominous bill with (laughs) tax hikes to cover all of the stuff that we still don't even know that's in that bill. So that is a big freaking deal.
1: It's a big freaking deal. It's a, you know what though, like guys, common sense solves a lot of our problems right now. (laughs) Common sense, right? If we produce more domestically, we're gonna lower the cost of one of our biggest economic inputs, energy, right? Energy is one of our biggest inputs. When you pay more to get products from A to B, when you pay more to do X, Y, it's the the reality is everything costs more for you to get to work. Everything costs more for you to build things. and so here we are now, and uh, we're moving to 2023, just crossing our fingers and praying that something's going to change. But uh, I don't know. I just don't see it happening. I think you know, a lot of the reason why our energy bills were like, better the last couple of months is because China's stupid zero COVID policy resulted in a lot less consumption from the Chinese market. So they were go- basically less oil was being purchased by China because everybody was pretty much stationary. And so we were enjoying a little bit of a price discount because of that, in addition to our own... I guess, reduction in activity, right? Less people driving to work, less people buying this and that people maybe not using their HVAC system, their heater quite as much as they would normally <sighs> think about it. Like you had one in four Americans skip Thanksgiving because it was too expensive. So if people are skipping Thanksgiving. They're definitely skipping other things as well. And I think that's a terrible thing. We just really have to to, To be vocal and lean on our lawmakers to make common sense decisions because the things like the ominous bill are ridiculous so going back to what we're seeing in the House right like we're seeing 21 holdouts saying hey maybe we should require everyone to actually read what's in these bills before we vote on them. That would do a lot of things. Maybe like the bills should be like single issue based, so you can't squeeze in a bunch of pork and earmarks spending in there. You know? <laughs> but, like, common nice. sense.
0: That would be nice, would,
1: uh, Michelle. There was somebody on Twitter trying to argue with me about the fact that if we openly debated every single bill that we vote on, that we would get nothing done. And I, my response to that was, lawmaking is supposed to be a slow and deliberate thing, right? We shouldn't you. be like rapidly firing off a bunch of new bills and a bunch of new legislation. Like it should be slow and deliberate. Let me take that. And we should on. know what the heck we're voting on.
0: Yeah, this is what we were saying at the very beginning. Fine. Sometimes it's fine to not let them just go. wee, let's just do whatever we want. Slow and deliberate. You mentioned very important, but eventually they learn. All right. If we need to do this, we may need to do single issue items without pork without a lot of crap just a thought if you want pork and you want crap well then go to the people and let's vote on it and maybe we'll save some money in the meantime in the interest of time by the way something else that needs to be brought to our attention concerning what is going to be happening oh my Uh, yeah and let's not cover my face too much i guess that's not such a bad thing (laughs) (laughs) is kids the cdc is pushing for schools to embrace an LGBT curriculum why why do we need to do can we if look you master reading writing and arithmetic and as the most advanced country in the world why we linger at 23 number 23 number 50 number 30 where reading writing and arithmetic are concerned if we were in the top three then i'd say yeah add your crazy stuff but we're taking away home economics kids should learn how to freaking make dinner for themselves right we really want to care there's a
1: lot lot
0: of things (laughs) that we should be able to we're taking away the arts which helps people with self-expression and how to stand up in front of people when maybe i don't know you need to do a job interview eventually we're taking those things away but we want to spend money like that we are cosmo magazine is asking to promote gender neutral baby names because Male-female binaries tired that's just tired yeah know what I'm tired of you taking away femininity I'm tired of things like RuPaul now doing a show for kids so that they can dress up in, in drag queens if you won't let somebody wear a sombrero at the local Mexican restaurant on their birthday and sing happy birthday because it's cultural appropriation then take off the lipstick and the fake boobs boys because that's gender appropriation and if If you want to do that as an adult, I'm fine with that. But leave our kids alone. Stop sexualizing them. Stop telling them it's not okay to just be who you are. If you're a bit of a effeminate boy, then you are beautiful. Make, you know, live your life the way you want to be. Be a designer. Design clothes. Do that instead of being the quarterback at the football team. That's fine. And girls, if you don't want to wear the high heels, but you would rather be playing soccer, go for it. That's awesome celebrate kids the way they are but as Sweden is pulling back on barbarically castrating kids we're Ugh. moving forward we are number one in one category and that's how we're treating our children
1: we're failing them right we're really failing our children Michelle it's interesting too you see the schools literally tip tap or tip toe around those who are waving the m M&M Skittles colored flag right like there, There's, I don't know if you heard about this one trans teacher, this Canadian teacher named Kayla Lemieux with Z-cup breasts, Z-cup fake breasts. These things like basically go from like the shoulder area down to the waistline. And this is like a, I think it's an industrial tech teacher. So the, a, a student leaked this video of this te- of this trans teacher with these huge fake boobs operating, a, it looked like a miter saw, showing kids how to cut wood. And the thing that's interesting is you have these teachers who are In many cases, violating the school's dress code policy. And because they happen to be a trans teacher with big, fake Z cut boobs, the school administrators are, I don't know if they're afraid to enforce the dress code policies, but. These are
0: they're transphobic. if you, have, no if you have an opinion outside of the norm, look, I don't care what people do. I do care about policy and I think that we need to have to make sure that we are enforcing things that so that nobody is discriminated against Definitely. because of their weirdness but, or because of their differentness or because of their who they sleep with or who what they choose to be. As an employer, though, if I have a dress code, I want to adhere to the dress code. Let your freak flag fly outside of work hours while you're here. You need to be an employee, not a spokesperson for your ideology, whatever that may be. And that includes, by the way, if I'm an employer and I don't want you wearing I'm a Jesus freak T-shirt, then that's fine. That's across the board. Just saying.
1: Yeah, As an employer, though, I think definitely... These teachers need to hold themselves to the highest standards of the policy. If they're the ones enforcing the rules, they certainly need to be following them to to the T, and they're just not.
0: Yeah, indeed. I also believe, though, that churches and if people of faith say, look— The healthiest place to be is within biblical boundaries, and that's where I'm going to be. I'm not going to discriminate against you if you choose something different, but leave me alone. And if I believe that the healthiest and the most beautiful and the God-ordained model for sexuality is male-female and a male-female marriage of one man, one female is God-ordained, then I get to think that you want to do something else. Then I'll love you for it. I'll love you in spite of it. But leave me alone.
1: But if wearing a mask is part of their religion, I just do, I do want to know who is their god.
0: You, is it boom. Fauci?
1: <laughs> is it <Biden? laughs> Fauci? <I'm not> sure.
0: <laughs> and that leads me to really the as we wrap things up today, the happiest people tend to be the people that adhere to these crazy biblical ideas there was a survey that showed that the happiest people even in places like california have some certain traits and one of those traits some of those things are less poverty lower violent crime rates which are not what in the blue heart of cities but one of the biggest thing was marriage rates. The rate for marriage, particularly traditional marriages, where those were the highest, the people were the happiest. And that leads me to my conclusion for the day. Words from Governor DeSantis. As he was inaugurated this week, he gave a message to Florida residents, remember why you left those blue states.
1: Such a good message. And with that message also, he, he literally showed... Basically the states where people were going, Michelle, he said the people that are leaving their states, California, New York, Illinois, New Jersey, Massachusetts, these people are leaving as fast as they can. They are losing population on a year-over-year basis. Florida, Texas, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee are growing. For those for the reason you just specified, Michelle. When you're when you're not part of me says as you get older, keep life simple, look look above to God love your family, focus on the things that are real that make you happy and stop trying to chase after these artificial little things that maybe offer like a second of gratification, right? Keep life simple and stop chasing after things that really just lead to misery. I think that's what our society has found itself falling towards (laughs) is just these instant little bits of gratification instead of these more genuine, wholesome things that that yield, I think, happiness and love over time, right? Like things that compound in value, like a relationship, things that compound in value, like a parent-child sort of interaction. Mm-hmm. Like you create memories that you take with you and they fill your heart up with love versus like drugs or prostitution or gambling, things that maybe give you like a quick little hit of dopamine or whatever it might be. It's totally artificial and it doesn't compound in value over time. I think God wants way more for the, for his people. And that's where it and, comes
0: down to. We talk a lot about policy and what's happening in the news, but when you personalize it like you just did, it comes back to what choices am I making? And if the choices may be legal and the choices may be woke, But it's not bringing you real happiness and joy in your soul. You might just rethink it for you before you go out and judge everybody else or you you stand for your policy. Just take a moment and think about you. What are you doing? What choices are you making? And what if God has a better way for you in 2023? That's all I'm asking. Take a look at the God story and how that story may be written in your life, because that's what we're really all about. Bring us home, Amen. Adam.
1: Hey, the God story is a real thing. And thank God for that. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our show today. And please do share this with your friends. Go to com, Listen to our podcast. Share this with everybody, please. Because yeah, we've been canceled a time or two just for speaking the truth, right? If you loved what we had to say, please let us know. If you disagreed with something, that's cool too. Let us know also. But thank you again for listening. God bless you all.
0: Yeah, and we'll catch you next time. God bless. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.